Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Disintegrated Man podcast. I'm your host, Ilya Morakovich, and I am incredibly excited to share with you this solo episode on fear and the ways that fear can undermine and overwhelm a man's life. Because one of the things that I hear most often from men is anything and everything except fear. Fear is this unspoken truth that is underlying many of the decisions that we make as men and actually guiding our steps forward. And so if we are not keenly aware of what's going on with fear, it can drive us into some dark spaces. I've got a tip for you guys that I want you to try out, and I hope that you can overcome your fear this week. All right, y'all. So this week, what we're going to be diving into is this idea of fear and how fear can play such a vital role in the way that men trap themselves and engage in self-sabotage. You see this fear that creeps in. It typically lies hidden underneath layers and layers and layers of other things that are going on. And we often are the creators of those layers. So fear is one of those things that for a lot of guys is just like unacceptable. And even if it's unacceptable, you know that it shouldn't have as much power over yourself that it does. And so you push and push and push against this thing and you force this fear down deep into this place called the shadow. And so a lot of the work that men end up having to do when they're making a transition from this space of victimization, this space of martyrhood, this space of the hyper feminine, this allowing and asking other people to do all the hard work for them, what they're actually doing is they are silently submitting to the fear that has bored its way into their their identity and so they see obstacles they see futures they see possibilities not as opportunities and not as ways of improving their lives but they see these things as ways of infringing upon their lives and revealing the gap that they themselves experience And so this fear can feel really, really crippling, can feel really, really challenging. And there's so many men who uh, live a life led by this fear. And so today I want to tap into that a little bit. I want to talk about that a little bit, about the way that fears played a role in my life and the ways that I've been able to push through that and the ways that it still basically lives in my life. But we have a relationship together where there's an actual conversation between me and the fear in my life about how and where it gets to have authority, if at all, in places of my life. And I recognize that no man is perfect. And so there's by no means here none of this as me saying, oh, I have no fear or I have completely conquered my fear. I think fear is one of those things that's a constant battle. And I think it's one of those things that you never get rid of, but you just develop a warm relationship so that when fear shows up, it's no longer an impending doom, but it is more of, oh, there's something to be paying attention to here. There's something going on here. I really, wow, okay. And fear becomes a messenger. Fear does not become an enemy. And when that's the new relationship you have with fear, it can really transition the way that you engage in relationships, the way that you engage with yourself. I mean, this thing just sets you free. Because for a lot of guys, they don't speak their minds. They don't have bold opinions. They don't hold their ground. And even when they attempt to, they hedge their bets, they back up, 
and they just don't want to be wrong. I mean, even listen to me in this podcast. I did it where I'm like talking to you about fear and I'm going, yeah, but I'm also not an expert and this could be different for anybody. I mean, fear has an interesting way of showing up and fear has an interesting way of masquerading as wisdom at times, right? Like it's probably better not to rock the boat. And that's fair and that's true, especially if you're in in any sort of business setting or even in a marriage, there's times where this is not the right time for this kind of a conversation. One that's going to be holding your ground and fighting your own fear. Sometimes we just have to pick the right battlefield and the right space in order to overcome these things and in order to have these conversations. Yet at the same time, if your decision-making is almost always from that space of fear, if it's almost always from that space where, oh my, I don't know what's going to happen. And so you do the thing where you know what's going to happen. Well, that's not wisdom. That is actually just fear and cowardice. And I've been trapped in that cycle where I pretend and justify my fear by calling it, well, it's just what I have to do for the people around me, for what's going on. I just have to give up myself and silence all of my opinions and my thoughts and my feelings. So this is, this is really on them and I'm doing this for them. And the answer is no, you're not. I mean, you're just absolutely not because nobody's asking you to be no one. And if they are, they don't need to be in your life anymore. Or you have trained them to treat you that way. Now, I think that is one of the more difficult things that we're going to have to talk about in this conversation about fear. But of course, I'm sure you've heard this. A lot of people have a fear of failure. A lot of people have a fear of success. A lot of people have a fear of deep rejection. I mean, there are lots and lots of fears out there. But these core ones that tend to be about our identity are the ones that are definitely going to get in the way. So when we look at something like this, like fear, like fear of success, one of the ways that fear has taken that fear of success in my own life and created hurdles that I'm having to work through and I get tripped up on, then I have to circle back and, and, and apologize and try again. Fear in my own life has prevented me from getting healthy, from healing, from achieving, because the new version of me may not be the same person that these people I've invited into my life want to keep. I mean, think about it. If you are sort of a pushover and you fill your life with people who love you being a pushover, chances are when you stop being a pushover, you're going to lose some or all of those people. And that's going to be really isolating and difficult. And you're going to have to cut some of those people out because if there are people whose lives are built in some ways upon you being a pushover and you giving everybody what they want, well, now your change is impacting their lives. And this is a very complex system that we don't always even think about. And this is sometimes just hidden in the back of our minds, but it's the reality that, you know, I talk about this on my Instagram page. If a guy's in a relationship with a girl and he may be head over heels for this girl, he may love her to the moon and back. And this, this might even be the one, right? Like this person, this person might even be the mother of his children. This might be his wife at this point. Like there's so many ways that this can play out. And if this guy grows and heals and stops bending over backwards, does he risk losing all of that? And in some ways, yeah. I mean, absolutely, yeah. And so the, the issue in this setting, fear 
is what stops us from becoming the best version of ourselves. That cliche saying, which is so unbelievably true, fear will stop us from becoming our best selves because we do not want to face a world where the people in it, the routines and the habits are no longer valuable or welcome, or maybe we're no longer valuable or welcome as a consequence of our change. This sort of hurdle is, is, is absolutely massive. It's one of the first ones that many guys have to figure out and work through because, man, you just, you'll get trapped in this loop of, I know I need to do something better. Oh, I didn't do it again. I need to do something better. Oh, I didn't do it again. And the whole time you'll start blaming your partner. You'll start blaming your kids. You'll start blaming your coworkers. You'll start blaming your bosses. You'll start blaming your friends. You'll start blaming, blaming, blaming. And you get trapped in this loop where then suddenly you have allowed yourself to buy into this lie that everyone's making you do this and no one is making you do this. It's only the fear you have of what you might lose. And if you can find a way to be brave in the face of that fear, to take courage in the face of that fear and say, okay, this is not me saying you're either with me or you're not, but it says saying in the midst of your change, this is my invitation to those people closest to me. Things need to look a little bit differently because this is how I've been functioning and it's not been good for anyone. This is my invitation to you all to change with me and to change the way we relate to each other because the way that I have been relating to you has not been fair and has not been honest. And man, I think that invitation in my experience has been very powerful that you find some of the closer relationships that you will have for the rest of your life when you give that invitation out and say, Hey, I'm making a change. I want you to be a part of it. The courage, the vulnerability, the strength that that shows to those people, how trustworthy that makes you uh, not only appear, but actually be <laughs> like that cannot be overstated. Inviting people into change and transition because it's not a solo trip. And, and anytime it is a solo trip, you probably will lose most of those people in your life. And if you're in a really bad situation, yeah, you probably do actually need to lose those people. This transition, though, and this invitation can help make this fear a little bit more manageable. The other fear that comes along adjacent to that fear is this fear of actually showing up fully and still being rejected or finding out that you actually are not enough, right? Because we've created this persona this persona of a man who bends over backwards, who does everything he can for his family. And there's always still something missing, which is why we want to have some sort of change. We think there's still something missing. And so when we step into this change, we're afraid that if we actually fully show up, that even after we've invited people to make this change with us, they may still say, I, don't, I can't do this. And I'll tell you what, that conversation hurts. I've had it. I've been in it. I have been told that by some of the closest folks to me that when I said, I need to make a change in my life, they said, yeah, but that change doesn't work for me. So I'm out. And that, that is a painful conversation and there's life on the other side. I mean, there's meaningful life on the other side because a life where you're not having to constantly prove yourself to the people around you is I mean, it's a breath of fresh air every time. 
you start finding relationships that people actually want to be with who you are and you no longer have to pretend about what's going on. This fear of not uh, of showing up and then finally being rejected. It will trap you in meaningless, endless, life-sucking, soul-destroying relationships and jobs and friendships and marriages that needed to end a long time ago. And it will trap you there because there's one key piece here. If we show up fully and we are rejected, if we do everything right, let's say we get the perfect business plan and we execute on that business plan and our business still fails. Well, this business plan worked for everybody else, which means there's something wrong with me. Oh, everybody else followed this perfect marriage plan and it worked for all these other marriages, but it didn't work for mine. There must be something wrong with me. Oh, this plan that I have to expand my whatever, my life, my garden, my home, my house, it worked for everybody else, but it didn't work for me. Is there something just wrong with me at my core? Am I fundamentally broken? I think that question right there is one of those top five questions that so many guys are going to wrestle around with, but never actually ask the question, right? Am I actually the broken one? And does that mean I cannot change ever? Because once I've stepped into this process of change, I did everything I was supposed to do and nothing happened. Gosh, I really must be so screwed up that nobody can help me. And so then you can no longer even pretend to have hope. You can no longer even pretend to have a future because you're being locked into this cycle of, oh my, oh no, like there's something wrong with me. Well, the problem is if you're not willing to ask that question, you never actually get an answer, which means you're stuck in limbo because you never actually know if you're going to be rejected or not. But limbo feels better than being rejected. This is a part of the masculine transition. This is the part of the masculine growth that so many young men never got a chance to wrestle with. This is the part of the masculine growth that a rite of passage helps somebody work through where you realize there are things to focus on, things not to focus on. There are things to hold on to and there are things to release. And in the face of a life or death experience around rite of passage, you're placed in a situation where your values and your vision get very, very focused. But now that you're trapped in limbo, what happens is your values and your vision get very, very blurry. And so when you try these plans, maybe you intentionally skip a couple steps and then you say, well, it didn't work for me. Or you go for too short of a time and you go, wow, it just didn't work for me. Well, you didn't actually do the work. You didn't actually try it. You got to do more than, you know, meditating twice to experience what meditation can do for you. You got to diet for longer than a week in order to lose the weight you want to lose. You got to work out for longer than a week to gain the muscle you want to gain. And yet when it comes to changing ourselves, we are so afraid of showing up fully and finding out that we actually fundamentally are broken. And I want to just solve that for you real quick. You are. But change is possible. You see, the issue with any sort of change or transition is when this fear creeps up, it also tells us this lie of permanence, that whatever information we gather from this is true at all times. 
and is true forever. So you try to lose weight. You failed maybe five different times to get a diet going. You never lost the weight you wanted. Well, this is just who I am. That lie of permanence is the lie of fear because now you'll never try again because there's no point. See, permanence, the lie that who we are today is who we will always be. That lie is the one that will cripple us as men forever. That's the lie of learned helplessness. That's the lie of victimhood. That's the lie of mediocrity. That's the lie that the world wants us to have right now. The lie that we need to find some perfect version of ourselves. And if we can't get there, then we're just never, we're never going to be good enough. Like the word yet is such a powerful introduction. I'm not brave enough yet. I'm not strong enough yet. I'm not successful enough yet. I'm not worthy enough yet. I am not whatever it is enough yet. That allows for change and transition that undermines this lie of permanence that fear is trying to feed us. Because even if you made horrible, horrible decisions, there is space and time to transition, grow and heal. There's space and time to readjust into a community, to participate in a community. There is an environment and a container for you to live within. There are people who want to love you, care for you, and value you. There are people who need you in their life to make it better. And the fear of permanence that I will always be who I am today, or I will always be who I was five years ago, or I will always be blank. That lie of permanence will prevent the world from experiencing what you have to offer. It will prevent you from experiencing what the world has to offer because everything you're doing is trying to make sure nobody knows the truth, which is actually a lie. Right. And if this sounds complicated and complex to you, the answer is yes. Yes, it is. Because fear doesn't want things to be simple. Fear wants things to be complex because then it's so overwhelming that you never actually address it and you never actually work with it. So when engaging fear in your own life, I want to give you this, this one tool. I mean, this is one tool that uh, I use all the time and I'm trying to get better and better at it. Uh, I, I see this with David Goggins and I've been showing, I just introduced my wife to David Goggins. She thinks the guy's nuts. He is nuts. He's amazing. And he's nuts. And it's this verbal acknowledgement of the fear and a verbal rejection of its authority in your life. And so when you're looking and you're in a day and you're going, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through the day and only eat X number of calories today. What do you mean you don't know how you're going to do it? Say it out loud. Say it out loud right now. Nope, that's okay. I could do this. Like, nope. I understand that I'm afraid. This doesn't have power over me. This is who I'm going to be. And just doing that ABC verbal acknowledgement. Yeah, and I mean out loud. I mean, probably don't yell it in an elevator. But verbally out loud somewhere, under your breath, whatever you have to do, no, this is not who I am. I will discover and create who I am. I will not be controlled by this any longer. It sounds so simple, but the reason it's simple is because it works. It's not complicated. Fear overcomplicates. Truth makes things a little more simple. And fear is going to keep telling you the lie that you are always going to be the problem person, the person who you used to be. And truth is actually the opposite, that you can and will always be in a process of change, transformation, and restoration. And so don't let that fear of permanence lie into your brain. Don't let it lie to you. You confront it head on. You out loud 
No, this is a lie. This isn't truth. Don't think it, say it. If you can't say it, write it. If you can't write it, leave where you are to do one of those two things because you need to get your mind right. And the only way to get your mind right is by actively shaping it within your mind. Say it out loud, rewrite the neural pathways, create a new version of yourself. Don't let fear have power over you because this world needs you and you need it. All right, that's all we have for this week. I want to invite all of you guys. If this episode was meaningful or helpful in any way, got you thinking to pass this on to somebody you think this would be helpful for. Fear plays a role in the lives of almost every single man I have ever met. And I'm sure that you have seen the same. We want to overcome the control that fear has had on masculinity in our world and create a world where we have authority, we have the empowerment, that men can learn from their wounds to create wisdom and change the lives of those around them. All right, don't forget, like, follow, subscribe, check me out on Instagram, and we'll catch you guys next time.